of the Rufus Rundown again here at Site B at Dean College. Uh, trying to get this one in before my first class of the day. Um, you know, different, a little bit of a different uh, camera setup. The angle might be a little different. Uh, got a pretty fun show in store for you today. Got to talk uh, some UMass Dartmouth basketball, both the girls and the guys. Uh, the Alvin Kamara arrest. A couple of, and uh, Brian Flores, you know, reaction to Tom Brady's retirement. Stuff that, eh, maybe I might be a little late on, but, um, you know, just things come up, you go through things, and you, and you got to adapt to the schedule. This week should be uh, pretty busy, pretty entertaining. Uh, got some, finally getting some guests lined up, and I'm really excited to see uh, where I can take the show from there with clips and with guests and building different, building a different environment here and really getting rolling into what I want to do. You know, I've rebooted it pretty well, been pretty consistent you know, built up my own brand, my own so couple of solo shows. I think this will be episode four now, uh, but we're certainly going to have some more episodes coming um, in a couple of weeks with you know a lot of guests, um, as well as Chris Santos coming on this week. Brandon Mendes will rejoin me. Uh, the Jared Antle episode will be coming, and I got some UMass Dartmouth um, athletes as well um, to you know come and join the show, and got some other people on the list too. Some some coaches and some different people. Uh, of different backgrounds that I really hope to bring on uh, and make some really good content with. So uh, without further ado, let us get into the show. But first, Ethan Souza Design. For any of your graphic design needs, Ethan Souza is your guy. I can always link his information in the description. I'll always leave his logo up on the screen, which you know, with the white might look a little different if you look there in the bottom corner. But um, again, he's done my logo. You can see his logo there. He's done a lot of good work. And when you when you look at his website and, and you look at his portfolio of what he's done for people, um, it is you know it, it is really really impressive work. Uh, the Breakfast of Champion guys will speak for it as well. Uh, so go on over and check out Ethan Souza Design. So let me first you know intro the show by saying you know I've I've introed the show you know a couple of different ways, um, and I've always wanted to get into kind of a different kind of vibe too with this i'm not always just trying to stick it to sports or to even you know the higher level of sports and just you know pub public opinion i like to address you know personal stuff too um and just just kind of grow that you know grow grow myself mentally hope that other people can adapt mentally um and kind of grow to different things kind of adjust to different things and 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 kind of understand who i am and and, and what i and, and what i think mentally and over the weekend, just getting to see certain people, you know, when you get this, there's just certain times you just you just shake hands to shake hands. You just see certain people, hey, what's up, how you doing, whatever. But there's other times where you see certain people and you get a handshake and a warm smile, or someone says something to you that they don't have to say. They don't have to go out of their way to say like where they genuinely mean it. You you, you experience genuine interaction with people. People are addressing things that are going on in your life with other significant people in their life. Uh, to try and help you or you get a hug from someone when not even the world's strongest man could could break that grip could break that grasp because there's genuine love there cherish that i i I've ex- i experienced so much genuine interaction specifically over this weekend alone um that i cannot be any more thankful for you know i have i've surrounded myself with a lot of genuine people people that i can rely on people that i would do anything for and would do the same for me and I, I, I cannot speak highly enough for those people. I cannot speak highly enough on having that in my life, having that support system. You know, it, it, it motivates me to do better for them. Um, but, but also, it just, it, just that, that faith that, and, that, and that genuine love and, and passion um, amongst people, amongst groups of people, just in getting to see them was really, really nice. Um, you know, you don't you don't get the seed every day. You don't get it out of everybody. You don't get it out of every relationship you have in your life. So when you have it within people, you know, cherish that, grow with that, and and, and appreciate that. You know, be, beyond levels of recognition, um, and that's what I'm doing here. I'm just appreciating the fact that, that I've you know been able to truthfully surround myself with a lot of people that are just you know, you know there's genuine love. You know, there's genuine affection. There's genuine people. You know that 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 do do things from their soul from their heart and i i've been blessed to be able to surround myself with you know a good amount of those people and i just wanted to you know relay my thanks to those people and and to other people as well to 
reach out and appreciate the people that do that for them in their life. Um, I was incredibly thankful for it as I, I spent some time in deep thought as I do um, quite often spending time in deep thought. I spent some time in deep thought thinking about that and thinking about how I could relay it on here and relay it in general. Um, and it's just, you know, when, when you have that, it just makes life so much easier. You know, you're more, more, more motivated to do things, to be good, to do well for those people, you know, for yourself as well. But it just makes you feel whole. It makes you feel... It makes you have purpose. It's it's wholesome. It's a wholesome feeling, um, and like I said, cherish that. If you have that in your life, just cherish that. Uh, try to build it. Try to build upon it, uh, and just and just run with it. So, I, I hope that people can recognize that they have that in life, or they're trying to build towards having it. It doesn't have to be a lot of people. It can be one person or two people. Just appreciate those that you know support support you with it. And you understand that are just genuine people that you can rely on, and and, and just just feel that warmth from, because it it is a great feeling to have. So I guess it's fair to segue into the basketball uh, I watched over the weekend. You know, a lot of friends that play in those teams, like I said, a lot of those people that you know I reference are the genuine people that you know play for these teams. Uh, UMass Dartmouth women's and men's uh, both sweeping Southern Maine over the weekend. Um, and six straight for the women's team, 11 straight for the men's. The men's haven't lost since December 8th. And some very high-level basketball, very high level of competition, uh, very impressive athletes, um, especially from the UMass Dartmouth side. Both both teams last year going to a conference final, uh, the men's winning theirs, um, and both doing very well in conference this year, very just overall doing very well. Men's are 18-2, 10-1 in conference, and I believe the women are 14-5. And also up there, I believe at ten and one in conference, I'm gonna have to uh, double check their schedule here. Eight and two in conference for the women's team, um, and like I said, ten and one in conference for the men's team. And they haven't lost since last year. The men's uh, both, like I said, both very impressive, getting points from all over. They move the ball well. They play very good defense. That was one of the more things that I was impressed with with the men's, uh, more so than the fact that the beaten teams by forty. They play such incredible defense. Um, there's communication, there's rotations, they're physical, they're quick. You know, I, I think one through one through five, they can really defend anybody, um, especially in the area. Never mind, I, as I think as they approach uh, nationally, of course, you know, don't want to jinx anything there. They still got to do a lot of work uh, to get to where they want to go, uh, get some more jewelry. But I know they got some free fingers, and that they're you know, you know, on that grind to get there. It's the same for the women's as to where they want to progress to and what they want to do. Uh, as opposed to where they were last year and where they want to go. Um, and I just wanted to shout both of them out because I really did enjoy my time, um, you know, watching them play this weekend over time. You know, they put their time in. Uh, really good people, but also, you know, very talented athletes as well. Um, and they've, you know, they put their time in and, they, and, they, and, the, and the results are showing, uh, which allows me to segue into um, Jake Ashworth. 1,500 career points is now 15th all-time UMass star, but Jake's a friend of the show. And I have an episode with Jake that I've never really been able to post because when I originally got the content with Jake, it was on my old MacBook, the formatting, it, a lot of stuff got, you know, a lot of technical stuff that even if I explained, you wouldn't understand. I barely understand it. I have no choice but to understand it because I had to try and fix it. And and, and and I have over time. I believe that I could post it now with, and, and it would be entertaining and it would be good. And now I have. I just wanted to pick the right time as to where we get the attention that it deserved because it's a genuine episode. Uh, talk about a lot of different stuff, and I think now will be the time. I'll be able to edit that and post it out as a bonus episode, and I'm excited for everybody to see that. But I personally need to be able to shout out um, Jake as well here on this episode because just he's, he's such a good leader. You know, 15 against Southern Maine. He's such a good leader. Fantastic person. Fantastic teammate. You know he he put he's he's, he's such a team oriented guy. Um, he, he's such a competitor. He's intense, but he's incredibly talented, and that's why he's got fifteen hundred career points. He's fifteenth all time at UMD. Uh, been been rocking it there since he was a freshman. They already have a conference championship. I'm sure they're going to continue to build on the awards and the accolades that they have. Um, and I can't explain how proud I am of Jake. How happy I am for Jake as he continues to progress. Um, there's other guys on that team that have scored 1,000 points too. 
Uh, but Jay continues, you know, to, to lead the pack there. And there's other guys on the team that I want to bring onto the show and talk to. And I will bring Jake back on and talk to Jake as this season goes on and progresses to see where you know it ends up. But like I said, I really wanted to shout out Jake. Uh, shout out Jake. Uh, one of the my, my, he's the best teammate I've ever played, best athlete I've ever played a sport with, strictly because of his communication, uh, his dedication, his knowledge of the game, um, and he's one of my best friends to this day. Uh, is just a is a genuine human being that I like I said I cannot say enough good things about, and I am incredibly happy for him and the accolades that he continues to smash at UMass Dartmouth. I think one of you know to to really explain you know who Jake is. <laughs> The other, the other day they were playing I forget who they were playing I'd have I'm gonna I have to scroll down the schedule to see who they're playing it I believe it was it was Western Connecticut who they beat 110 to 55 now a couple minutes left in the game it's a hundred to 50 and there's a couple minutes left and and they're over on the bench and someone's got their phone out on snapchat because yep by 50 what difference does it make I, and, and everybody's doing their thing you know smiling Jake's Jake's helping out one of his teammates saying help backside defense shouting out loud um, which a lot of people would find obnoxious and it's probably it's I've played against it it's incredibly annoying but it's all productive to the game it's not even like it's any bush league stuff it is directly productive you know to the game to the team to communication um, and he's communicating helps backside help defense to his teammates and staying in the game uh, while they're up by 50 which is just one of the examples of I think who Jake is as a player and a person and what he's going to become as a coach and in his endeavors after, you know, this season and beyond. Uh, but like I said, really wanted to shout out Jake Ashford, 1,500 career points, incredible accolade. Uh, you know, the best athlete I've ever played with in any sport in terms of talent, but also just in terms of a, a teammate. There's no one better. There's no one better to be around. And he's going to be incredibly successful in what he continues to do. Uh, but, you know, obviously he's going to be focused on what he's doing the rest of the season. And I wish him and the rest of in both those squads, the girls and the guys squads over UMass Dartmouth, the best of luck. Uh, but shout out Jake Asher for the 1,500, 15th all-time. And I'm sure he's going to continue to soar and move up those charts throughout this season. So now, you know, we've gone over the local stuff. Um, we get we get some more news with the NFL coming out of the Pro Bowl, which uh, I would I watched 1883, which, by, by the way, 1883, if you haven't watched it, like, like Western-style stuff, like just you have to give it a bid on paramount plus um i think it's my favorite show on tv right now or on a streaming service right now uh 1883 I w i've been watching religiously uh now i never i haven't watched yellowstone yet but it is the prequel to it so i'm not you know maybe i'll be able to put together more once yellowstone comes around but um i watched that i'd rather watch anything i'd rather watch paint dry as opposed to uh the pro bowl <laughs> the, but I guess there was there was some hitting going on prior to the Pro Bowl at a nightclub as Alvin Kamara was arrested in Las Vegas. Just my running back, my my, my head coach leaves. We lost Drew Brees the year before that. Um, the quarterback tore his ACL. We were down to a four stringer at some point this year. Missed the playoffs, and now my starting running back that does literally everything for us offensively and really in reality is our offense is is now in a jail cell, having to post bail. So. In Las Vegas, nonetheless, like, and a lot of people are going to go and, and blame Vegas, and and I kind of, and with one of the friends of the show that I talked to, um, I, I did, you know, I blame Vegas. It's kind of more 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 comical, but in reality, you know, it's not Vegas' fault. Everybody's saying, oh, it's Vegas, it's Vegas, why'd they put a team in Vegas? Well, th these guys have to own up to their own actions. These are grown men that have to, they have to, you know, they have to understand their actions and consequence of actions. And clearly, in Vegas specifically, there's some altered decision making, and there's being a lot of bad decisions being made uh, with with a lot of different substances. I'm sure that are involved, mainly being alcohol. Um, but there's still you still have to be held accountable to your actions, regardless of what state that you're in. And Alvin Kamara, obviously, um, as it as it seems right now, more information you know I'm sure will will come out uh, has made one of those um, altered decisions and has made a mistake and is going to to pay the price and with the saints being wildly over the cap and him being due a wild amount of money um it's 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 gonna become a tricky situation unless he has uh a damn good excuse and you know as, as it gets as it gets reviewed but on the outside looking in right now uh with not a lot of sources to go through um it, it's not looking good for alvin Kamara and, and the saints 
And again, like I said, you have these are grown men that have to be held accountable to the decision making, regardless whether they're under the influence or not. Um, and 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 Kamara is going to be, you know, in Vegas. That's what the expectation is. You know, you don't know what's going on for a fact. You know, what you know what what happens in Vegas. You know, stays in Vegas type deal. So obviously something was going on. He doesn't seem like that type of guy. Um, but you know, you get under altered decision making under some, you know, under some alcohol out there in Vegas. I'm not saying. I mean, you know, I don't know for sure, but you just assume when it comes out to. To Vegas, you know, um, that's what's going on. Some celebration of, of these guys. His fifth Pro Bowl in his fifth season. You know, it's a very talented guy. Um, you know, make makes an alter has some altered decision making through substance, and now ends up in a jail cell with with a with a battery with severe body uh, bodily harm charge. And we'll see where they go from there. You know, where the NFL wants to go from there with how they're cracking down on stuff like this. You know. It, it, it's like I said. It's going. There's, there's going to be a lot, lot to go through. The Saints being in a cap, having a cap, having cap trouble, uh, and then him pulling this, and it, it, it's it, it's going to open up a big old can of worms for him. Regardless, you know, even if it gets down to the end of it, where he di- where he did or didn't do it, or what he's going to be able to do if he pays him off, or if he, you know if he pays the charges out of civil, uh, isn't criminally charged, you know, after the fact, we'll we'll see. How it all goes, it hurt. You know, it hurts his reputation. Uh, puts the Saints in a pinch. Like I said again, with all the money uh, that he be owed and the cap situation, and everything. So, gonna get tricky for Alvin Kamara. You know, just it, in, in your decision making. You know, you're out in those public places and you have, um, you know, an image like that. You're gonna be a target. You know, you're gonna be a target for for some of this, um, especially once you commit to an action such as. You know that kind of physical engagement. I mean, really, anybody is. Anybody gets out there um, and gets banged up, and then starts throwing punches. You're, there's going to be consequences to pay. And if you're an NFL guy, you're obviously very much under the microscope. Um, the rest of us are going to have to pay. You know, you know, pay the same price for, uh, for, 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 you know, for beating beating the hell out of somebody because we were drinking a little bit and he said something. I, I mean, I'm again, I don't know what the situation was, but it's inexcusable. It's just inexcusable action, regardless of what you're up to, who you are. Uh, it just so happens that it was Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back, that did it this time around. And it's another headache for the NFL to go through right now, um, especially with all Brian Flores stuff, Tom Brady retires, you know. The, the image of the league is, you know, really, really changing. Uh, one of your top running backs is, is getting arrested for battery at the Pro Bowl. So, and, and everybody already didn't enjoy the Pro Bowl as it was. You know, they were very upset with the product that was on the field. And, and the only noteworthy thing to really come out of this is this so tough look for the NFL? Very tough look for Alvin Kamara. Like I said, we'll see how they address it, and um, I'll I'll continue to keep everybody posted with the news that comes through uh, and how it goes. I'm incredibly disappointed in my running back. I'm a big Kamara fan. Like I said, big part of our offense. You know, seemed like a pretty, you know, nice dude, um, but you know, some you know shit happens. Shit happens, and. You know they'll have to. You know they'll have to go through and address the situation and address it as news as more news comes out with what went down and what happened and, and what what gets finalized in the court of law. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Tom Brady retirement. Now I did address it uh, in a reel on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. I did. I think I did post it really everywhere. Um, the good old fifty-eight second clip of uh, addressing the spoiled, rotten Patriots fan base that. I was absolutely disgusted with, to be honest with you, that um, you know this guy does wins you six Super Bowls, makes you a relevant franchise uh, when you were a totally irrelevant franchise. You know, gives you all kinds of you know joy and happiness, and you know he thanks every you know he thanks a lot of people. Um, it seems pretty calculated um, in the Instagram post, but at the end of the day, he did say thank you to you know New England before he left. Uh, prior to that, when he originally left New England. And he still has a Hall of Fame speech. He still has plenty of stuff to go, even if he wants to retire as a Patriot. All of that, he still has plenty of time to address and will continue to address, you'd have to imagine, uh, Patriots Nation. But, um, and a lot of people were were livid about this, were very upset about the fact that Tom didn't thank them in his retirement from football. Uh, I don't really think he snubbed them because he said everything he had to say when he left, and I'll read you that statement in a moment. Uh, but I just can't believe like the spoiled attitude of these these Patriots fans. I mean, like I said, there's plenty. He has a lot of monetary outlets to be able to address this. He'll be able to profit from it. He'll be able to 
you know, create the stage. The guy's a very, very smart businessman as well as he was a very talented football player. Uh, he's going to, I, I believe he's going to address it one way or the other, even, even if it comes down to his Hall of Fame. Now, hey, if he doesn't and he doesn't address it in the Hall of Fame speech and he wants to go into the Buccaneer or something, hey, now, now that conversation holds a little more water. If he wants to say, I want to retire as a Buck, or doesn't address the Patriots all in a Hall of Fame speech, or stuff comes out, that's different. You know, that is totally different, and, and that'll be a totally separate conversation. But I think right now, there's no way you can worry uh, or, or, or expect anything more from Tom than what he did on the field for you. Be thankful for him. Uh, I said it in that statement. Uh, he's done more than enough. He's already said enough. I mean, I'll read you the statement from him when he said good, when he said goodbye um, in, in what he was you know, going on about the... the, the so, like, so what he said when he left New England originally... Um, I, I, let me click on the, the, the link here to, to totally, totally you know, go, go through the whole statement of what he said when he left New England to the organization, to the fans. Um, so here it is. I wanted to say thank you to all the incredible fans and Patriot supporters. MA has been my home for 20 years. It has truly been the happiest two decades I could have envisioned in my life, and I have nothing but love and gratitude for my time in New England. The support has been overwhelming. I wish every player could experience it. My children were born and raised here, and you always embrace this California kid as your own. I love the, com the commitment and loyalty to your teams, and winning for our city means more than you will ever know. I can't thank you enough for the support of our team. The packed training camps and sold-out stadiums and mostly the victory parades, I've been so blessed to share them with you all. I tried to represent us always in the best and most honorable way, and I fought hard with my teammates to help bring victory and triumph even in the most dire situations. You opened your heart to me and I opened my heart to you. And Pat's Nation will always be a part of me. I don't know what my football future holds, but it is time for me to be open to a new stage of my life and career. I thank you from the bottom of my heart and will always love you and what we have shared. A lifetime full of fun memories. Tom Brady. What more had to be said than that? What more had to be had to be said than that for Patriots fans to be happy? Aside from what he did on the field, he gave you six Super Bowls and twenty years of the most incredible dynasty the, the the athletic world and sports world has ever seen. What more had to be said? It, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, again, it seems it does seem calculated in a sense, but he already said that. So. It really, it really, really does uh, irk me and frustrate me that 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 these that the the entitled Pats fan, which is why I I, I just cannot stand Patriots fans. The, the sense of entitlement, the sense of he owes me this or we're owed that or we need this or we need that or we're the best this or we're the best that, and then you go and get blown out by the Bills in the first round of the playoffs, thinking oh go back to the Super Bowl to play Brady, Mac Jones, Belichick, yeah, jumping the gun over expectation. And then everybody sucks, and everybody needs to be traded. We have no shot when things go wrong. You know that, that pink, the pink hat of that fan base. And now this thing with Brady, where it wasn't his his goodbye to them wasn't good enough. When he said that already, what more had to be said than that? And he will again. I'm betting on. Will continue to address the fact that he was a Patriots player all throughout the Hall of Fame and other parts of his career. He just wanted to address the Buccaneers then because they gave him another chance in his career, allowed him to win another Super Bowl, uh, and, and just gave him a home for two years and gave him a shot because the Patriots weren't willing to to pay him anyways. So, you know, he he left, but it was gonna he would have had to have taken a pay cut anyways. So it wasn't in it wasn't so cut and dry as to you know Brady wanted to leave as much as it was that the Patriots couldn't have him back either, and, and the Buccaneers gave him a shot. They were a loaded roster. He was the final missing piece. They go and win a Super Bowl. They go to the playoffs this year. And, you know, he loses, you know, he's, he's all set with a competitive edge. He has something, he still has plenty to prove in his life as a father, as a as a husband, as as a human being now, post-football, as a businessman. But the competitive edge with football, you know, doesn't exist the way it used to for him. And he, he's going to make a lifestyle change. And, you know, he's the greatest, he's the greatest football player I've ever seen. He did things over and over again uh, where... In moments where it was, I thought it was happening against the Rams as well, uh, I guess it's kind of gets out Brady'd, you know, to end his career. I guess it kind of it, it kind of means something that way. Um, trying to make a comeback, a huge comeback. Uh, he just again, he's just the greatest I've ever seen uh, in, in the football realm of things. I still think Michael Jordan 
uh, is the greatest athlete ever. But, you know, Brady certainly, certainly, certainly has an argument, certainly has the, is certainly in the conversation right next to him. I've just, you know, I've seen this movie a thousand times, right? Like the comeback and just the, you know, the fumble at the end of the game, getting the ball back, going down, scoring, getting the two point, it, it just, the way it all came together, and I'd seen that. You, you, we've all seen that movie so many times. All the comebacks, all the magical moments he produced. He just in the clutch when when it came down to it. He just th- there was there was an aura about him. The way he carried himself, the way you know his teammates would elevate their play around him. It was it's been incredible to watch. I, I my kids will ask me about the about Tom Brady, and I got to watch him play his whole career. It's the only thing I've ever known is Tom Brady in the NFL being the greatest of all time. You know, my entire life, I was born in '99, so it's all I've ever known is Tom Brady, and and, and I'm proud to say that I watch, you know, we watch this guy play. Incredibly happy that I got to live in the time of Tom Brady and how just incredible he was, and you know, clutch performers all through the times. And people were all he he has set the bar for greatness. He has set the bar for that goat conversation for greatness for for what the expectation for the greatest is to be. You know, in the moments he, he stepped up in the in the big moments time and time again. It was it, to a point where it got sickening for people. I mean, that is a goal for me in life. People hate this guy just because he's that good because he always did it. I want to be so good at what I do in life that people just hate me for being good, great, not good because he wasn't good. He was he was fantastic. He was great. I want to be hated for being so great at what I do. People are just jealous of that. I just want him to lose because he wins all the time. I just want him to struggle because he's so great at what he does. I just want him to experience failure. I just and, and he experiences failures. You know, any great person has to overcome it, overcome adversity. That's what made him great. Oh, well, plenty of adversity throughout his career that he overcame, and, and, and that's what made him great. So, but again, I, I want to be so great at what I do that people just hate me for being great at it. That's that's a goal of mine, and that's what he did. You know, he. You know, he, he built up this, this this villain persona just because he was so great and so good in these big moments. Fantastic and incredible to watch and will be talked about for forever. No one will ever touch what he's done as uh, a football player and maybe even as a professional athlete. So, you know, congratulations, Tom Brady, in your retirement. Uh, Patriots fans, just be thankful for what he did for you, man. I just, just, just show a little gratitude. So getting out on social media and just throwing these garbage takes around. And then it's another thing, too, where the media kind of jumped on it and really poked the bear and got all these people. But it, but I don't get angry at the media for firing everybody up because they're just getting – they know what people are going to call in and talk about because their genuine feelings inside are that they're pissed, that they you know felt snubbed. Eh, maybe they were. Maybe Tom wanted to throw a little shade there before he left, but he's still going to address you guys. He's the Hall of Fame. He's still going to forever be a Patriot. He's never not going to be. I mean, unless he goes well out of his way to say that he wasn't or isn't, which, again, will then create the genuine conversation, but he won't. It won't. It won't happen that way. It won't happen that way. I mean, the media is going to pump everybody up and do it because they know what's going to drive interaction, what's going to drive their profits up. They're just, it's, it's your own damn fault for feeling as insecure as you do about the situation. I mean, guy's a human being. He said his thanks. He said his peace. He left you two years ago. It went on. And as time goes on, he'll forever be a patriot. And he'll address you in the Hall of Fame. And he'll be forever. And he still is forever thankful for what you were able to do for him for 20 years. En route to him becoming the greatest ever. So, show a little more gratitude. Be a little more thankful. Be a little less selfish. A little less insecure. And be thankful that Tom Brady did what he did for you for 20 years. So if you're if if you're if around the South Coast area and you're looking to improve yourself physically as an athlete, maybe as a person, you're trying to get into shape, trying to get rid of joint pain. Jared Antill is your guy. Uh, Antill's performance, strength, and conditioning. Uh, his information is linked in the bio. Again, I go to him. I train with him. Have made a lot of mental and physical strides through there and through the challenges of you know training and pushing myself to be better. I highly recommend it. Uh, I highly recommend him. He just he, again does a lot of go to stuff, which again we'll get on, we'll talk about on the podcast uh, about what it is and what it means to us and how we've progressed with it and what it's done for us athletically and mentally as well. Um, it, again, the guy you want to go to, Jared Antill, if you're looking to progress yourself, 
in terms of you know your athletic performance, your strength, and also doing it all in a pain-free manner. Antil's performance strength and conditioning link is in the description in the bio. You'll find everything you need to find there to get to Jared and to start to you know start improving yourself today. So the 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel has been hired now by the Miami Dolphins. Um, obviously Brian Flores was let go and it has, you know, stirred, it's turned up a lot of controversy then because the guy had two straight winning seasons, um, commanded a lot of respect and was very well regarded as a head coach in this league. Uh, and then they go and Brian Flores has since filed lawsuits against the NFL, uh, and as you know, reported on a whole lot of incompetence. Um, it alleges the Giants were racist. They were just giving him the interview to check the box for the Rooney Rule. They'd already hired Brian Dable because of a mix-up and who Belichick thought he was texting. Of course, the Patriots somehow end up at, in this. Um, and Belichick, you know, he's seven years old, makes a mistake. Of who Everybody's made a mistake of who they're texting, you know. Everybody's, you know, I mean, I'm sure people have sent pictures of, you know, you know, they're gossiping or they're shit-talking somebody, and they send those pictures to that person because of psychologically how it's working. So he, of course, mixes up the Bryans in his phone, and it, it gets, and now it's being used as evidence in which that they had already made the decision, which, again, incredibly incompetent that they're giving out who they're hiring or who their favorite is to, to someone who their reference is. Now, obviously, they're referencing Bill because both guys worked for Bill Belichick, and they want, and, you know, they have well regard for Bill Belichick in New York with the Giants organization. Obviously, wanted his thoughts on the situation and who he thought and what, you know, how they saw, how he saw a certain thing or saw them reacting. They go for, they ask him for his opinion as a reference. You know, you probably resume, your, your past employers, obviously they can reach out to them to see how they were uh, and what they think that they can bring to the table for this new company and how they were as an employee. That's just life. That's just how it works. Um, and Belichick going through that process, Understood that Dabble was the favorite. Want to go text Brian? Hey, congrats! You know you're doing well. Uh, spoke highly of it. You know what? You know so on and so forth. And accidentally sends it to Brian Flores, who then, you know, gonna reads the room, and now is filing the lawsuit. You know, alleging you know racism there because of the way the Rooney Rule box was and the way they checked that box, um, and just giving kind of you know this you know thrown on the interview. So they're working their way around the Rooney Rule, even though they already had their guy. Which I'm sure, you know, in, in jobs everywhere, regardless of race or, or, or whatnot, you know, there's going to be favorites going into it. But, you know, a guy like Flores, you should be given a fair shake to. He's a pretty competent head coach in this league with two winning seasons. Uh, did a, Without a, not even having a quarterback that he truthfully wanted. Uh, rebuilt the special teams and that defense, you know, off the bat, even trading pieces away. You know, did a damn fine job down in Miami. And I think he very well deserves to be a head coach in this league. And I think that, you know, I hope, you know, the Texans or the Saints you know, give the guy a bid. I'm, as a Saints fan, I hope we give him a bid. Our defense is already fantastic as it is. I think this guy would elevate it even more. Um, but also the fact that when he interviewed with the Broncos, Elway uh, showing up hungover, which, of course, they've denied. They're the owner, too. You know, they showed up banged up. Uh, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross offered him $100,000 uh, Per loss, you know, to tank for Tua, who they eventually ended up getting anyways, who wasn't even the guy. Uh, Burrow would have been the guy. Um, so, uh, I don't know. You know, racism runs, you know, that headline. But at the end of the day, it is just wild incompetence across the NFL in terms of who they're reporting uh, the favorite is to be hiring outside of the organization. But then again, the results speak for itself. The Dolphins are a wildly unsuccessful franchise uh, in, in this time, and Flores brought him some of the success, but they've been wildly unsuccessful. The Giants have been terrible. You know, they win those the miraculous Super Bowls, but realistically, the Giants continue to run through coaches, you know, left and right. The Broncos have not seen a lot of success. I mean, Peyton Manning's really the only guy bringing them any genuine success there in recent times. So, you know, if you want to be racist in your in, in your hiring practice, is it's, it's not it's not a, it's really really inefficient. Uh, in in terms of a business model, it's unfortunate. If that is the case, uh, you know, un, you know, you, you you can take action against it. But at the same point, the, the they're suffering through the results of their hiring practices. If they want to be incompetent, or they want to, you know, 
higher against the color of the skin as opposed to who they think is best qualified for the job. Obviously, it's showing because they've been sucking. All these teams have been struggling. So if that's the way they want to go, they're going to suffer themselves. It's unfair to Flores. Um, obviously, it's unfair to the Blackhead coaches, and you have to hope it changes. I mean, the Broncos are up for sale. You'd have to hope that, um, you know, it's all these white owners, right? I mean, it's all you have to hope that um, you hope that there, there's a black owner there that that is, is that allows for them to give a black head coach a shot. I don't, I don't think that's really how it should be. But considering the owners are, are billionaires and they're going to make their decisions based off however they want to make their decisions, uh, that's just that's just how it's going to go. Um, so I hope a person of color does find themselves as the new owner of the Denver Broncos uh, and is able to you know then further from there give coaches of, of, of you know people of color a shot at head coaching positions in the future if that's the way that we have you know have to change this and address this going forward uh, but like i said the results are going to continue to hinder these teams if they want to only hire white guys or only hire or only come to work with certain people instead of hiring who they think is best for the job and maybe they don't maybe they don't think he's best for the job or they're going to say they didn't or psychologically they don't because you know of his skin color and maybe it has everything to do with you know, some of the character issues that have been addressed with Flores, even though I don't believe a lot of them, I believe a lot of it's been leaked um, through Dolphins' ownership, you know, in a negative sense because of, you know, the stuff that he's leaked about them. I, I'm deciding with Flores. Again, I hope my team hires him as a coach, uh, but obviously there's going to be, um, you know, with the lawsuit and everything, if you have to fire the guy in the future, you're going to have a lawsuit filed against you the same way, even if the same, you know, predicament didn't exist even if it wasn't at all race related you just want to the guy struggles you want to get rid of the guy you're gonna have a lawsuit in your desk and you're gonna have to deal with you know that headache even though it was nothing to do with race related the guy just struggles in his next head coaching gig you don't know so now it does kind of create that cloud over his head and hinders their ability to certainly hire him now but he's going to bat for himself you know he's betting on himself and he's trying to address the situation and it it is a incredibly tough situation i'm not going to pretend to know or have the answers uh, what I can't, what I do know is that if those decisions are being made based off of race and not who the best guy for the job is, it shows in the results for those teams because they've all struggled. They're all going through head coaches consistently because they continue to pick the wrong guys and continue to struggle. So if they're going to make decisions based off of race, they're going to lose the revenue. They're going to lose results. They're going to lose their big time players because their their hiring practices are flawed and are inefficient. Now, do I think that's fair penance for what would be racist if it is to believe to be true? No, I, I again, I don't think that's fair. But again, in the business world, that's what it's going to be. And I hope that Brian Flores, again, gets his shot as a head coach because I think he deserves to be. I think he's a wildly talented head coach. He, he very well could end up back in New England, which would benefit the Patriots. And he takes over for Bill in a year or two. That could go that, could go that way, too. Um, I do see the Texans being the team to, to give him a bid, but you know, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, you know, we'll see how the cookie crumbles here. Like I said, it's all wildly unfortunate. I don't have the answers, but what I do know is that if it has to do with race, as opposed to who the better guy for the job is, it shows in the results of these teams and how much they've struggled. Um, and they will get what they deserve in the sense that they are not going to get the results they want because they're not hiring the best guy for the job. I begin, and I hope Brian Flores gets his shot as a head coach once again, because he's definitely one of the top 32 options, regardless of what's going on with the situation here. He is one of the top 32 guys in the NFL and deserves his chance to to lead an NFL franchise. So I guess lastly, well, actually before we get into the championship Sunday review, even though it's been some time. I'm going to be doing a Super Bowl special this week with Chris Santos. We're going to address the brackets we made to, to begin with with the original show. Um, all that will come in due time. But what we have now um, is, is just my brief recap and thoughts and what I think you know is going to happen going into the bowl. Um, like I said, we'll address it in the show. i got you know, more guests lined up this week. I'm, I got really excited uh, for what's coming with the show. But first, before we get into you know, this final leg of the show, a little bit of a shorter show today, a little more compact, not as deep. Uh, of course, we have to move. We don't have NFL to talk about. We don't have football to talk about. Um, I, and I refuse. To, and by the way, I refuse to talk baseball. I will not talk about the MLB during the lockout. 
I might just refuse to talk about baseball altogether because I'm so sick and tired of the MLB. Everything to do with the Hall of Fame. I already talked about baseball. I talked about Big Poppy in the Hall of Fame. So, um, But I'm not going to talk about the lockout until it's over. I, 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 I'm so disgusted with reading all that and everything that's going on between the players and where the money is and salary cap. and You know, God, I hope it gets worked out, but they're killing the game. We have an incredible surplus of talent at the baseball level in terms of the players that are in that league, and they are wasting every single bit of it. Their marketing is flawed. The players they market, how they market it, all of the above, incredibly flawed, um, and not all the hope for the future of the MLB. But that's you know, that's here or there. Uh, know yourself clothing. The new tech suits are dropping. Um, and again, really, really good stuff. I had the privilege of trying one of them on and, and seeing everything firsthand before they drop. The bees are out. The tech suits are coming. Uh, all incredibly high quality stuff. Good looking stuff. So check out Know Yourself Clothing. I'll link it in the description. Uh, again, all these logos right up on the screen. Uh, just to consistently remind you who support me here, who I support, uh, and, and who I think you you need to you know you know you need to go check out uh, for a lot of their content and a lot of you know what they bring to the world, what they bring to you. I think it's all you know really 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 good stuff and stuff that you know the people that listen to this show will enjoy. So go check out Know Yourself Clothing. So yep, to to, to close it out, you got. The championship Sunday. So we got Bengals, Rams, and the Super Bowl, which is the first time in a while that I genuinely do not care who wins. I, I you know, I always find a way to find a player that I don't like or a player to root for in the bowl. Um, the Chiefs, Niners, I, I, I eh, wasn't really. I kind of did want the Chiefs to win that one. Um, you know, I wasn't. I didn't hate the Niners. I just, you know, I just, I just do really like Patrick Mahomes. Um, so there were no true. Um, again, this is not really a true like you know. I root against the Patriots in the Super Bowls and they play up. They uh, was rooting against the Bucks. Did didn't want Brady to win with the Bucks. Um, so you know, I find a way to normally pick a side, but this one I genuinely do. I would really like to see Burrow and Jamar Chase win. Uh, LSU. I just have an attachment to Louisiana, especially as a Saints fan, and Jamar Chase with GLS training, of course, uh, and being a go to athlete. But, you know, Stafford, you know, winning one, I wouldn't care either if he did. Uh, Cooper Cup, you know, you know, love me some Cooper Cup, uh, as well as Aaron Donald. If Aaron Donald, you know, Aaron Donald to get a Super Bowl to his name to really solidify himself, I believe, as like, you know, the greatest defensive player ever, you know, building up a, a Super Bowl on his resume. I think that would be good for him, too. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't hate seeing it. Uh, but anyways, you get, you get the Bengals riding some more Joe Burrow magic coming back from 21 to three down. I thought, um, I, I, I mean, I don't, again, what, what do I truthfully know between play calling and who was making plays? I thought Andy Reid totally fumbled that game away with his play calling. I think he absolutely choked away a third straight Super Bowl appearance. Uh, I, there's just, I, I, I really, you know, they went from trying to just flat out win the game and play their game to playing not to lose, which they don't do well. They play very well from behind. They play well in shootouts because they don't have a fear of what could go wrong. When they start playing with a fear of what can go wrong, which I think they did in that game, especially in that second half with the way he was calling plays. I mean, I think he even had his quarterback confused. He had his quarterback out of sync because of how you know weird his play calling was. I think a lot of it falls on Andy Reid's shoulder that one, but of course, you know, you know, players still got to make plays regardless. But again, I think a lot of it came down to a total, you know, total change and shift in play calling and and mentality in that game. Because man, did they look! I've never seen them play that tight. They played tight. You know, a lot of doubling of Travis Kelsey in the second half. So they put the linebacker on him and they run a lot of zone to to cover the zone over the top for Tariq Hill. Um, and then they would, anytime anybody would come to the zone, that backer would stick with, you know, with Kelsey when you're watching like the all 22 angle uh, of it on the film, which I didn't, you know, a lot of how they, you know, how they slow them down in the second half. Um, they really were able to, you know, hang with the guys downfield. Even my homes went to go run around, uh, the secondary played very, everybody outside of Eli Apple, uh, played very well for the Bengals in the secondary, uh, you know, stepped up and played at the high level, but 
Uh, I, again, I think a lot of it came down to play calling from the Chiefs and just being very uncomfortable and very tight uh, in that second half. But it's not to take away from the fact that you know the Bengals still stepped up and played very good defense. They were they got you know Sam Hubbard very well could have ended on that fumble with that sack. Uh, Trey Hendrickson playing a very good game. Um, it, it's not to downplay how well those guys played and have played. Uh, the offensive line is still struggling, even though the sack numbers weren't up there in that game. Uh, Burrow was still under an incredible amount of pressure, but still just doing some crazy, some crazy, crazy things. You know, breaking out of that sack and running for it himself. You know, there is some Brady in him, I think, in terms of just he he has that aura. He carries himself a certain way, and in which he carries himself and just plays with with a certain amount of confidence. I think the team sees that as well and is able to match that energy because they match the energy of their leaders. And Burrow is a very good one. I think Zach Taylor's uh, also a very you know, charismatic you know, coaches with energy. Uh, at the end of that Chiefs game, when he just you know, refused to give the ball back to Mahomes, they they know you know they have a game plan. They stick to it. They have faith in what they're in, in what they're doing. Uh, and, and, and he coaches with you know a lot of you know, a lot a lot of faith in what and what they believe in what they're doing. And it coaches with a lot of that energy. And a lot of those players match that. They match Burrow's energy and, and the charisma that he carries. Uh, that quiet confidence. He doesn't have to say a lot. He's just the way he dresses, the way he walks, the way he plays, his, his movement. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's damn good. He's a damn good leader and a damn good uh, quarterback. Uh, and has really built up an impressive you know, resume very early in his NFL career. Uh, again, like Jamar Chase still having a you know, seven-day T. Higgins. Joe Mixon, they have a lot of weapons on this offense that, you know, they've put together. Uh, you know, the thing that worries you is the offensive line, but, you know, if it hasn't, you know, hasn't hasn't slowed them so far. I mean, even though they haven't seen a defensive line like like the Rams, I mean, still, it really hasn't slowed them thus far, even as much as they've struggled. So, you know, they don't play the games on paper. You know, they play them on the field. So we'll see uh, what the future holds for Burrow and them, of course, we can talk about the Rams beating the 49ers. I still think the Rams tried to give that one away. Uh, the dropped interception was huge from the 49ers, but you know they you know the 49ers still blow that 17-7 lead, and, and the Rams are back in the bowl. Uh, I think McVay continues to solidify himself as one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Um, they have a very good defensive front with Miller, Floyd, and Aaron Donald. They you know this Jalen Ramsey did get beat for that touchdown against Mike Evans, but that's you're not going to see a lot of that. You know, Jalen Ramsey's going to have. You know, I'm, I'm sure they'll throw him on uh, Jamar Chase, and, and we'll get to see you know some genuine playmakers go out of them both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm you know Stafford, you know Stafford's you know a very good quarterback, but I just I don't know if I'm totally sold on uh, Matt Stafford because he still almost threw that game away. You know, just because they, because he dropped because Jimmy Ward drops the interception. We're talking about why Jimmy Garoppolo has to leave, and you can't win a you know can't get the Super Bowl, can't win the big one with Jimmy G. Uh, we'd be doing we'd be having that same conversation uh, with Matt Stafford, and even though it's his first you know true playoff run, we'd be having that same conversation with that interception that he threw to Jimmy Ward. Um, but it doesn't play out that way, and now we're talking about where Jimmy's going to end up and why he's not the answer. And I think you know Niners fans don't uh, I don't. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. You look at your team record with and without Jimmy G and his time there, and it's astronomically different. You know they are astronomically a better team statistically with Jimmy G on the field. They they win more games, and that's what that's what you want is wins. I I know you know you want the flash, you want the MVPs, and you haven't won the big one yet. But when you're that when your record is that you know that different with that guy behind center as opposed to anybody else it, it, it you, you might not know what you have until it's gone and and i and i think that might become the case with jimmy g i'm not sure because i don't think trey lance the answer but you know aaron Rodgers is out there in the market too deshaun watson's you know out there ready to move there's some guys that are out there ready to make those moves so obviously they're ready to move on uh it'll be and it'll be mutual you know jimmy will be ready to move on to another opportunity where he is you know he's a starting quarterback in this league and i think he's better a lot better than people think but you know is he good enough is he in that top echelon of playmaker uh, and qb it's when the big one hasn't proved it yet i don't think he is but at the same time he is still a very very productive qb uh, at, at a very high level and is very very close to that peak that he has to hit to get you there so yep it sets up the the, the Bengals and the rams in the biggest game 
of the year. Like I said, we'll have our picks. We'll have our breakdown of each thing. Me and Chris Santos will be doing it this week. Uh, and I hope you guys will stay tuned for that. Like I said, more guests will be coming. Really excited for where, the way the show uh, is going, where I'm moving with the show. Um, a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of talented people that I'll be bringing on. Um, and, and a lot of, you know, I really will be progressing this. And I'll have some gaming videos coming this week. Too. Rufus HD finally going to get started up this week. Uh, not sure what game I'm going to play through yet, but, you know, we're going to make the most of it. We're going to have some fun. Might even stream uh, in the next couple nights. But, you know, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of productivity with this uh, that I'm incredibly excited for. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'll, be, I'll get into more of the, you know, once the head coaching hires all together are done, I'll be able to grade them and rank them. I don't want to get too deep into uh, McDaniel. Uh, you know, more or less, it was more of the, the, the floor edge conversation to have uh, the Camara thing isn't a good look. Um, so, you know, the P, the PR department at the NFL, um, going to be doing a lot of work leading up to this Super Bowl. Uh, obviously the excitement of that really will take over in terms of the negatives, but you no, know, we'll, we'll see what the week holds in media day like that. Like I said, two very likable teams playing each other. I don't think there's a lot of reasons to hate either, either side here. So I think. You know, you're not going to be like where it's like only like the everybody hates one team for being as good as they are. I think if anything, people will just root against the Rams because Los Angeles. Uh, Joe, but Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, both very likable guys. Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, very likable. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think, is very likable. So again, I'm really excited for this Super Bowl to see you know how it plays out uh, with the O line, D line, but the also the the exterior playmakers that both these teams have uh, are they're both very sharp, very very, very sharp on the outside, uh, running back, wide receiver, tight end, even if they don't get Uzama back. You know, Burrow, Stafford, I think, again, really, really um, excited to see you know how these playmakers react um, in this Super Bowl and, 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 and what team's going to come out on top. But uh, that is all the time we have today. I think, you know, it pretty much covers everything. Uh, almost hitting an hour there. Like I said, very compact here. I could talk, you know, I want to start, uh, soccer is going to come back into the fray here because, you know, Harvey Elliott doing his thing. Luis Diaz for Liverpool. Welcome to Liverpool, by the way, Luis Diaz. Uh, first Colombian to ever make an appearance in the Reds. So, you know, more soccer will be coming here as well, too, as I'm watching more of that as it comes back from international break. Uh, you, just, you know, you can talk about the U.S. game, but, you know, they still have you know, they still have the, the last leg of the qualifying games. That'll be more of a talking point, especially considering we got to travel to Mexico and a big one there to win that one to try and stay in that top three of the qualifying. Um, so a lot of that more to talk about in the future as it builds to it. But I want to thank you guys for your time. Uh, stay tuned for the Super Bowl special this week as well. Like I said, again, guests, the people that I'm going to be bringing on and talking to uh, that are really going to you know, take this show to the next level. Uh, and stay tuned for clips. I'm posting a lot of clips on social media too, uh, especially for my boy Jake. Uh, shout out Again, shout out Jake Ashworth. Uh, and both UMass, uh, Dartmouth women's and men's team and the incredible talent that they have and the results they put forth uh, that I think are both leading them directly to a conference championship. But again, all the time we have today, it is your boy Rufus signing off.